Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to another edition of the Burn Barrel Podcast. You know, it's an interesting thing. I'm, I'm into my Borscht Belt show now. Mm-hmm. And unlike the show about Route 66, the mother road, I don't feel safe talking like any of the hosts of the Borscht Belt <laughs> show. I don't feel it's a- appropriate. Oh. I don't feel it's uh, good. I don't think we're going to go there, Alice. I, I love them. I want to go back in the Borscht Belt. I want to be to be in the 1960s or 50s and be in the Borscht Belt at some of these great places, um, mm-hmm. these great um, um, great hotels and resorts that were there. Like You've been Kutcher's. reached out to by some Borscht Belt media people. I know. I know. Hello out there. Maybe we should have her on. I'll have her on something to talk about the Borscht Belt. But the Borscht Belt, you guys know, is the... The Jewish Alps, we call it. I, I don't know what that's. That's half the Mother Road guy's accent. The Jewish <laughs> Alps, um, or, which Jerry Lewis doesn't like it being called, by the way. Hmm. Jerry Lewis, who used to go and he worked at the hotels in the Borscht Belt, um, doing uh, working in restaurants at, at some of them. He doesn't want me to call it the Jewish Alps because it's so oh. much more than that. But uh, but uh, so there you go. I'm I'm all into it. I'm all into how the hotels. Uh, operated how they dealt through f- with the uh, different seasons, the demise, obviously the entertainment, you know, the all, all sorts of. They, but these people were so smart. They were so smart. People own these places. It all came from basically people in Jewish neighborhoods who were stuffed together in Manhattan, wanted to get out or whatever. One of the boroughs of New York wanted to get somewhere where they could get some cool sea breeze air and out of the mm-hmm. uh, stifling city. And so there used to be farmers, et cetera, who lived in this in this uh, county in New York who um, would take people in and would say you could stay, you can have a room for a week and these people would come go in and swim in the lakes and this and that, et cetera. And then people started buying up 
properties there, small hotels, and then opening a larger thing, and then building a pool, and then building a golf course, and then building this, then that. And, it, you know, just attracted all of these. It wasn't all just Jewish, but this part, anyway, was mm-hmm. 30 miles or so, the Borscht Belt, the Catskills. It was some place where people could go and get away and get some relief and spend a little money and have fun. And they'd eat big there. They'd give them huge meals. and Like the kind of thing you wouldn't – it's like cruise ship dining, it sounds like to me, where they, they didn't get that at home in whatever neighborhood they were living in New York. But they got to really overindulge and like just eat, hmm. overeat, and so apparently there was the, like tons of sour cream around there that they, which is a big Jewish thing, I guess. I, I you know, I, I gotta have get Jeff it's Katz on. It's um, because you, you know Jeff Katz, right? Yes. I gotta get him on. He tells me all of everything I need to know about Jewish culture. It's because of the um of like keeping kosher, right? Right. So it, it's which, like you can have dairy, you can't have dairy and meat in the same meal. But that's like why bagels and lox is a thing, right? Because mm. fish doesn't count. Fish is neutral under That's interesting. Rules. And they had because they were kosher, they had interesting food. They had a lot of Chinese recipes they'd make as well. It's mm. so interesting. Well, Chinese food has almost no dairy. Well, there you go. Thank See? you, Bells. Uh, thank you for real time fact checking me. <laughs> no, but they had it was just it's just fascinating all the stuff that they had, and I I'm fascinated by that. There's there's so much footage of the old dilapidated hotels, and of course what happened was, among other things, air conditioning came into being, hmm. and then there was Florida with air conditioning, and Sinara Borscht Belt eventually, huh. among other reasons, but um. I think people had more disposable income, more choices, et cetera. But I love it. I love seeing how – I love just seeing how these places had to adapt. They had one final push in a lot of these resorts in the 80s and it just never never took – and you know what's funny? Or it's not funny, but some of these documentaries I'm watching are 10, 15, 25 years old, mm-hmm. and it shows the dilapidated buildings where nature has crept in. The, an untapped resource in this country is the Taggers community. The people who spray paint vandalism? <laughs> yes. Graffiti? They get everywhere. They get everywhere. They get to the rooftops of everything, of, of little like uh, flagpoles, like at the top as well. It's like they got everything in this place. Yeah. It's remarkable. Yeah. Did you notice at Odeon Point, there were some like little abandoned building looking things way off in the woods? We were at Odeon Point mm-hmm. this weekend and they had uh, graffiti on them. And one of our kids commented, it might yeah. have been Anson. Yes. He said, you know, like, that's not nice to spray paint things on a building if it's not yours. Right. <laughs> but-, but they're really, they get out there thorough. Okay. Okay, Alice. Here shall, where shall we start here? I, I personally, I would like to start on an amusing note. The new White House press secretary. Start- it's a historic day. I think. It's a very I historic agree. day. It's inc- start there. It's interesting. We've never had so many moderate level to major crises in the country at one time apart in peacetime than we have now but Corinne St. Pierre made sure to spend at the Pierre first or St. Pierre doesn't matter first um, three minutes speaking about one particular person. I, I just want to say a few words about how honored I am to be here with all of you today uh, in this role, in this room, standing behind this podium. I am obviously acutely aware uh, that my presence at this podium uh, represents a few firsts. Uh, I am a black gay immigrant woman, the first of all three. What is going the- on here? Could we start the Q&A part of this? What is this? Why is there actual press conference 
press briefing copy being read to the press, like the gathered White House correspondence. Anything that she's saying, prepared remarks, is supposed to be transcripted for the media to use. Mm -hmm. So she's literally reading her Oscar acceptance speech about herself. I'm acutely aware. This White House is effed. They're effed for a number of reasons, but I think she actually believes that. I think she believes think that that's she is really acutely aware? important. And that this is basically the victory has already happened because she's acutely aware that this is a very special thing. Hey, listen, lady, we got stuff to do around here. Be acutely aware of some of the issues, which you're going to find out in a few minutes. She is not. Those to hold this position, I would not be here today if it were not for generations of barriers, pe barrier breaking people before me. I stand on their shoulders. You would not be there today if you didn't have a certain characteristics that put you there today. Okay? It's true. The administration admits it. They celebrate it every effing day, just like she's doing right now. If, if it were not for generations of barrier-breaking barrier people before me, I would not be here. But um, I benefit from their sacrifices. I have learned from their ex ex excellence, and I am forever grateful to them. Representation does matter. You hear us, you hear us say this uh, often in this administration. This, the job is not, by the way, any press flack, and I've talked to, you know, Scott Ferson about this, right? Mm -hmm. Scott Ferson was a communications guy, a press flack for Ted Kennedy. Okay. And a reporter was asking Kennedy a bunch of questions, and then uh, Ferson was, like, walking the guy to the elevator or whatever, and the guy asked Ferson a couple questions, which he answered. Ferson showed up in the article that the reporter wrote. Mm -hmm. and said, Scott Ferson says this, that, whatever. He's a press flag. He's not supposed to be showing up anywhere. And, and Ted Kennedy said, uh, what office are you running for? In other words, get the F behind the scenes. This is not about you. You're a flack. You just talk and represent the... the you don't talk on a personal level. But that's the, What are not, we doing here? But that's not the way it's been for a while, too. In fairness, like the Biden administration didn't invent the revolving door of plus press flackery to fame and fortune in the punditocracy, right? Well, like no, no, it's about protocols for a flack. Alice, I have been working in, when I was at the Herald, we would have people, uh, newsmakers and celebrities on all the time. The press flack's job is to not be in the shot, not be on video, not be in the camera. The press flack's job is to get the hell away. I used to know a young lady who was a press flack, you know, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. And she would always be hiding from press because you're not allowed to. She represented a museum. You're not allowed to talk about, have personal, anything about you. But this is just totally undisciplined. And for her to be a star, that's one thing. That comes, ostensibly comes later or with Jen Psaki comes at the same time, uh, <laughs> you know, as you're taking bids. But this is horse bleep. That this administration is doing this now with all that's going on? Right. How about this? Get some effing baby formula. How about that? Do that and have stuff to say about that. How about the real inflation concerns? I have stuff to say about that. How about another $40 billion sent over that has depleted our own uh, armor stores and our, our own um, equipment, military equipment, so that we can, you know, just uh, destroy a Russian tank columns? How about something that taking that serious and talking about that? Or unless it's just going to arms dealers and, 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 Friends of the gangsters. Biden family. Or whatever it is. But still, we're in a serious time. 
the Biden administration keeps telling me the pandemic's still on. Why would this ever? This is so servicing the psychotic, progressive, woke part of the party. This is insanity, this lady. She is, the fact that she would do this is, this is insane. And they should, any reporter worth their salt, and we'll hear from a couple of them, should test this first special person (laughs) to the fullest. And no one understands this better than President Biden. Which is why his administration is not only the most diverse in history, it is filled with barrier-breaking women and men from the vice president to the king. Holy Christ, who cares? Who cares, you dum-dum? Let me tell you something. In a in, in radio, you know, when you have a spot that's right next to, if you have a 30-second spot that's right next to a news update, mm-hmm. or let's, for instance, Dr. Dean Adell saying, uh, you know, people. some people remember this, or the Bill O'Reilly minute, whatever. Hey, you know, if uh, you know inflation's killing you, remember that that, that it's uh, the interest rates will be. Da, 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 da. And there's the mm-hmm. spot right next to it um, that's attached to it. Right. That spot is called an adjacency because it's right adjacent to the programming piece, the tiny programming mm-hmm. piece. You don't tie. You wouldn't create this first stuff. Our, as an adjacency to this content of this administration. Things are existentially too bad right now. There are too many fires right now. Right. You don't attach it to the, and by the way, we're the most diverse. That's not a good thing for diversity. <laughs> exactly. It does. It only gives fuel to the people yes. who say that you're hiring the absolute worst people for all the jobs and that diversity is absolutely not a plus for the administration, right? Which I happen to think there's actually a lot of very talented people of color and women out there who you could choose not based on their skin color or whatever else. I think this administration would be vastly improved by the presence of, say, Condoleezza Rice in the building, for example. Just as a random example off the top of my head. Somebody, by the way, never celebrated for her diversity. (laughs) Of course not. But, you know, I happen to think that diversity as a side note is not necessarily a bad thing. But you're right. When you're the most incompetent, egregiously corrupt and self-congratulatory administration, the least popular administration, the administration with the most inflation, the most embarrassing administration on the world stage. Maybe you shouldn't be saying that you're also the most diverse administration because it doesn't really reflect that well on the people that you're supposedly lifting up. If representation matters, then I would not be pleased to be represented that way. Right. She's saying a historic vice president. Yeah. <laughs> Historically atrocious, right. terrible She's the worst. vice president. So, I mean, stop celebrating. And also, if you're going to, if somebody's going to celebrate Corrine St. Pierre or Jean Pierre, whatever it is, it shouldn't be Corrine St. Pierre. Jean Pierre. Jean Pierre, yeah. It shouldn't be her. Okay, first, we're going to start in a second, but first, I'm going to celebrate <laughs> me. A little about me, this great day, guys. This is like grossly obscene. This is such a joke. Cabinet secretaries uh, to his Supreme Court nominee to senior staff throughout this administration. When I did my first briefing as principal deputy press secretary last year, almost a year ago, I said at this podium that this podium, this room, this building belong to the American people. We work for them. It's not about me. 
It's weird. We're more than two minutes into her acceptance speech about her. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's about them. It was true then, and it is very true indeed today. On Jen's first briefing, she made clear that the president's and her priority was to bring truth and transparency back to this briefing room. Jen did a great job at that, and I will work every day to continue to ensure we are meeting the president's high expectation of truth, honesty, and transparency. Turns the page. I, I also have tremendous respect for the work that you all do. Which Can I- we start? These hyenas don't need this award ceremony. Just start the Q&A part. They need information from you. You need to start obfuscating and giving them uh, BS spam, and they need to file for deadline and get ready for their stand-ups on the news. All you're In doing- fairness, some of these people might be planning to write stories on how historic she is. So oh, there's that no, answers I, some I questions be- for some of them. I wouldn't be surprised if there's an AP story out right now that talks about it. No, it's not easy. The press plays a vital role in our democracy, and we need a strong and independent press now more than ever. We might not see eye to eye here in this room all the time, which is okay. (laughs) That give and take is so incredibly healthy, and it's a part of our democracy. And I look forward to engaging with all of you. Shut up! Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. And any of you who are in PR, I'm not meaning you. I'm not meaning you. Any of you in PR who listen to the show, I don't mean you. But there's nobody less respected than a GD Flack. I'm sorry about that. Oh, give me a bleeping break. Okay, so let's start with the questions. Here's Peter Ducey. He has a very valid question for her. President's Twitter account posted the other day. You want to bring down inflation, let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. Mm-hmm. How does raising taxes on corporations reduce inflation? Um, so, are you talking about a specific tweet? He tweeted, you want to bring down inflation, let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. Look, you know, we have talked about, um, we have talked about this this past year, uh, about um, making sure that the wealthiest among us are paying their fair share. Um, and that is important to do. And uh, that is something that... Uh, the question, birthday girl, <laughs> is what does that have to do with bringing down inflation? You know, the president has been, you know, working on uh, every day when we talk about inflation and lowering costs. And so it's very important uh, that, uh, you know, as we're seeing costs rise, uh, as we're talking about how to, you know, uh, you know, build an a, a America that's safe, uh, that's equal for everyone and doesn't leave everyone behind, that is an important part uh, of that as well. But, but mostly I'm the first <laughs> lesbian black immigrant press secretary. Okay. <sighs> Remarkable. So th- there's either two things happening right there. One, she has no idea about the subject matter. About the tweet, I think that's part one, certainly. Uh, and or wh- how what inflation would have to do with billionaires paying more money, or two, she knows all about the subject matter that the administration knows about the subject matter, so she's up to speed, and we just got the. <laughs> um, that's the administration's full position exactly. on the subject matter, is that the wealthy should pay their fair share. Exactly. So let's go to another question. 
Which is also amazing. It's been eight months uh, at this point, and we don't have a conclusion of that review. The president had wanted um, uh, accountability. He demanded it. This is about the Border Patrol strapping people, whipping people with reins on the border last year. At the time, uh, Secretary Mayorkas said that uh, there would be a conclusion to that review within weeks. Yeah. So why is it taking so long, and is there any urgency given the fact that you're going to... Your, uh, the administration is now preparing for the arrival of potentially new surgeons on migrants. No, it's a it's a very good question. I don't have an update on that. Uh, Department of Homeland Security. That's where you mentioned Secretary Mayorkas. That's where that review sits. Uh, and as soon as we have an update, I, I promise to share that. Or we well, they will share that. Uh, that won't, that would not come from here. I just don't have an update. But I I understand the question. Well, that's fine. But. Peter Ducey asked Mayo Chris about this from the briefing room where uh, Kareen was sitting down and so was Jen Psaki. Just to go back, please, uh, to the images of these mounted Border Patrol officers. You said on Saturday, or rather uh, on the 20th, to ensure control of the horse, long reins are used. The person who took these photos of the Border Patrol agents says, I've never seen them whip anyone. So why is the president out there today talking about people being strapped? So, so let me, let me, um, uh, let me correct uh, um, the statements in your question, if I may. It was on Friday. No, no, if, if, if I may. Um, uh, it was on Friday when I was, um, actually it was on Monday, I believe, um, when I was in Del Rio uh, on the ground. Uh, and I made the statements uh, without having seen the images. I saw the images on the flight back, and I made the statement that I did with respect to what those images suggested. Um, uh, there, the horses have long reins, and uh, the image in the photograph uh, that we all saw that horrified the nation raised serious questions about. Did, it, did they horrify the nation? <laughs> But let me finish uh, about what occurred. And of, as I stated quite clearly, it conjured up images of what has occurred in the past. Let me, let me finish. Uh, there's also a question of how one uses the horse ah. and how one interacts with individuals with the horse. And so I'm I going see. to let the investigation run its course. I'm not going to interfere with that investigation. The facts will be determined by the investigators, and then the results will be driven by the facts that are determined. Up, How did one use the horse, by the way? I would like to know. I think the rider sat atop of the horse and interacted with the person trying to jump into the river. I think that's how one used the horse. Pretty much. That seems like it. But, it, you know, everybody's an expert all of a sudden whenever something like this comes out. Every Black Lives Matter case, it's always like, why didn't they shoot him in the leg? I would have been able to handle the situation far better. Before the facts are in, is it helpful to your investigation for the president of the United States to use inflammatory language like people being strapped? Well, let me just be very clear and um, repeat what I've said. I am not concerned with respect to the integrity of the investigation. We know how to conduct an investigation with integrity. I served as 12 years as a federal prosecutor. There were a great deal of comments in many of the cases that I handled in the public sphere, and I know how to maintain the integrity of an investigation, and this investigation will have integrity. I'm sure he was a historic first as well. That very competent person. So, so oh, fine. Mayorkas works down the street in a different building, so maybe that's not a West Wing or 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. But Joe Biden, I believe, 
has a residence at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and works in the West Wing. So considering he's on record, maybe we should be asking and or having answers available, uh, Kareen, to answer the question, considering the president from that room is on record. Mr. President, you said on the campaign trail that you were going to restore the moral standing of the U.S., that you were going to immediately end Trump's assault on the dignity of immigrant communities. This is Yamish Elsinder, the taxpayer-funded moron. Given what we saw... Oh, historic, too, I'm sure. ...at the border this week, have you failed in that promise? And this is happening under your watch. Do you take responsibility for the chaos that's unfolding? Of course I take responsibility. I'm president, but it was horrible what to see, as you saw. To see people treated like they did, horses barely running over, people being strapped, it's outrageous. I promise you those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences. There will be consequences. It's an embarrassment, but it's beyond an embarrassment. It's dangerous. It's wrong. It sends the wrong message around the world. It sends the wrong message at home. It's simply not who we are. The president says people working for the United States government will pay. They will be punished. It, they are an embarrassment. Mm -hmm. Well, I would think that maybe that would have be something that... Yeah, any follow-up? Yeah. I don't like your tone, by the way, about the historic first. It sense uh, misogyny and potentially mm -hmm. racism. Of course. That's, that's right. <sighs> so uh, that is where we are so far. Do, do I have something else for her? That's it, right? Porter strapped, Kareen. I think that's Kareen, it. I did want to follow up a little bit on the Jeff Bezos thing because that was like... What she was weighing in on there, um, you know, that's why Peter Doocy asked right. that question is because Jeff Bezos this weekend, we talked a little bit about this in our Patreon show yesterday, drew attention to that tweet that Peter Doocy was asking about where the, the White House said we need to tax rich people to tackle inflation, which is an insane thing to tweet because the two don't really have to do with each other. And then they, you know went back and forth and you know jeff bezos was actually critical of the administration which is like unheard of mm -hmm. so they put out a statement about it which is why it's incredible that kareen jean pierre the president's press secretary is pretending she doesn't know what tweet he's referring to because earlier in the day <laughs> the white house put out a statement about this exact tweet where they said it doesn't require a huge leap to figure out why one of the wealthiest individuals on earth opposes an economic agenda for the middle class that cuts some of the biggest costs families face, fights inflation for the long haul, and adds to the historic deficit reduction the president is achieving by asking the richest taxpayers and corporations to pay their fair share. It's also unsurprising that this tweet comes after the president met with labor organizers, including Amazon employees. Aha. See? So maybe that's the tweet. That Peter Ducey was talking about, Corrine, I'm just right. suggesting the one that you put out a statement about <laughs> earlier. The one where you attitudinally, uh, you know, spit at, uh, you know, a, a businessman who has concerns. Who really kept the country going during the pandemic. The whole Amazon thing, like a lot of people wouldn't have made it day to day, like half of the people living in coastal enclaves working from home in their pajamas wouldn't have made it through the pandemic if they couldn't have ordered off Amazon. So I don't know why they're attacking him. He's done nothing wrong here. But um, but yeah, so they're saying that he opposes the president's economic agenda because it would fight inflation. And even though spending more money obviously wouldn't fight inflation, Larry Summers did kind of weigh in and say like, oh, increasing taxes would help fight inflation because it sucks money out right. of the economy, obviously. Right. And he's saying, well, if that's for good, that's not what was 
the question and not what the White House is saying either. The White House is saying Jeff Bezos opposes us spending more money, which is what that is. You know, and even though every time a government spends money or prints money or whatever, it's in effect a tax in the longer term. It doesn't mean that that uh, that that goes together. So Jeff Bezos tweeted today about the with the White House's statement. Look, a squirrel. This is the White House's statement about my recent tweets. They understandably want to muddy the topic. They know inflation hurts the neediest the most, but unions aren't causing inflation and neither are wealthy people. Remember, the administration tried their best to add another $3.5 trillion to federal spending. They failed. But if they had succeeded, inflation would be even higher than it is today. And inflation today is at a 40-year high. Really incredible stuff coming from somebody who, you know, it's good for him to be with, like, where the zeitgeist is. So I think that it says a lot when you have Mm -hmm. people as mainstream as that, really. Like... Jeff Bezos isn't some, like, radical, you know? He's not, like, Peter Thiel is obviously sort of wacky and has some wacky ideas about seasteading and whatever, you know? He's doing his own thing a little bit out there. But, you know, Jeff Bezos is pretty, like, normal as far as billionaires go, I mm-hmm. would say. I, no, I, would, I don't know. Like, I guess so. But, I mean, he's even less activist, it seems to me, than Bill Gates is. I'm not saying he's, mm-hmm. like, good or on our team or something, but I think, you know, as... As much as you can be if you're. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details a multi 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 billionaire like he's probably one of the more more normal ones he seems more normal than zuckerberg i think i don't know all right moving along alice are you ready okay i'm ready um a story that i covered on my radio show and on the burn barrel podcast was about the colchester and ledger basketball game in february in uh connecticut yeah where a racial slur was heard at the end of a game yeah i believe you had a young caller i had a caller i had a um uh, an eyewitness, a, a, a mm-hmm. woman who was there, and I booked her, and she said, yep, I heard the uh, swear. There was absolutely racism. And she said, I can't believe, can you believe that in the time of George Floyd, the people would even say this didn't happen? And that was my, like, thing, uh, okay, maybe maybe we're on to a different narrative here. But uh, it was all the the uh, rage in um, Connecticut. Um, refer to our girls as a bunch of ends, uh, and we have corroborating evidence of that. They are not going to admit being a racist. Okay, when someone are racist, there's a lot of consequences. That's the mother of one of the players. The other guy was either the principal or whatever of it. Personal victims to the situation who had the courage enough to speak up about it. And now we have people in power blatantly calling them liars. 
Blatantly calling them liars. Reprehensible um, to try to sweep under the rug uh, racist activities towards uh, children. This is the ledger. That's the ledger superintendent. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So there you go. The racism happened. People were hurt. There was harm. Yada, 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 yada. Dayline, Connecticut. Ledger, Connecticut. State's attorney. No arrest after racial slur reportedly heard at the basketball game between Colchester and Ledger. No arrest will be made after racial slur was reportedly heard. Now it's reportedly heard. Uh oh. At a February basketball game between Colchester and Ledger, according to the state's attorney's office. Officers responded to a February 5th girls' basketball game at Ledger High School for what police called a reported disturbance. Police say when the game ended, parents from both Ledger and Colchester were arguing. Some people refused to leave the gym. Officers arrived and made sure everyone left the gym safely, police said. Shortly thereafter, responding officers learned that either during or after the game, someone allegedly used a racial slur, Ledger police said. Officers confirmed that this report was made to Ledger High School Athletic Director. Ledger police say they investigated if any crimes happened after the game. Uh, as part of the said investigation, the Ledger Police Department conducted many interviews, re-interviews, and reviewed much video footage from several sources. Police also worked with the administration from Ledger High in the investigation. Ledger Police then worked with the state's attorney's office in New London in the investigation. Big investigation. Sounds expensive. The state's attorney says they did not find probable, co- probable cause to uh, in the case. Once again, if I could read, the state's attorney says they did not find probable cause in the case. After additional interviews and more video review, the state's attorney's office reviewed the entirety of the case, including an arrest warrant affidavit. Ultimately, the state's attorney determined that there was insufficient probable cause in this case, Ledger Police said. In February, February, Colchester officials said the report of racial slurs used at the game was inaccurate. So there you go. Just another one. Potential nooses everywhere. <laughs> exactly. And and like the potential nooses and like everything else, this will go into the file, if not a real file, into a bunch of people's mental file of all the hate crimes that occurred in Trump's divided America. You know, even forgetting the fact that it's not even Trump's America anymore, but whatever, like, because he divided us and caused all this racial angst, like, this is going to go into the hate crime file, right, with the potential nooses and the Jussie Smollett and the everything else and the Bubba Wallace and all the other hate crimes that turned out to be not really hate crimes, but only the initial thing gets reported on. None of the rest of the stuff that happens after gets reported on. I also have another question. Mm-hmm. You know, you commented that this was like a pretty big investigation that Mm -hmm. sounded expensive. I'm not entirely convinced. And I don't think people should use the N-word. I think it's a terrible word. I don't think people should ever say it. I think it's horrible. I'm not sure that the police should be involved in something just because somebody said the N-word. Even if they did say the N-word. Like, I'm not sure that that's worthy of a police investigation. I'm just not. I know. Is, but it a, is it a crime it to might, use the N-word? Maybe it is. Maybe um, it is it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. And I'm sorry. I think it's a very bad thing to say. But I think a lot of things that are really bad things to say shouldn't be criminal. And people on the left used to know that. I mean, like, do people now even realize that what the ACLU used to be famous for was defending the right of Nazis to have free speech? Like, that used to be the right. thing. The, like, skoking no. thing in the hall. Right. I mean, that... But that used to be the understanding was that, like, even things that we all agree are really, really bad things. People are still allowed to say them and it's not illegal. That's like what's kind of incredible to me. But I guess, well, 
I guess we'll coast right over that and just skip to the fact that it never even happened at all and go from there. But still, it's incredible that it it warranted a police investigation in the first place. Uh, and a, like, did that say like an arrest warrant affidavit was filed and stuff? Like they were going to arrest somebody for mm-hmm. saying the N word. I'm uh, I'm not sure of the particulars, but it, it is. I, I don't think you've come to a race hoax. In Connecticut, yet that what didn't have law enforcement involved heavily, and how many of them have turned out to be actual racial crimes? I don't know that I've seen any that have as yet. There have been a lot of potential nooses. There have been a lot of harmful in in, in symbols at parades and uh, in fairgrounds. Um, <clears throat> seemingly harmful. That's right, right? Yeah. Seemingly <laughs> harmful um, and potentially harmful stuff all over the place. But it, there's. There aren't a whole lot of hate crimes. Uh, well, there was the dad, symbolic. There Certainly, was, there was the, a hate crime. Well, yeah, there was a racial massacre yesterday. But there was ago. the dad. Um, but in Connecticut, we're talking about mm-hmm. there was the uh, food allergy dad who mm-hmm. called some people immigrants or something. Right, what which they he? said was uh, racist. Which I don't think it is racist. <laughs> it's not racist, um, but close so enough. Just call it racist. Happened. Call it racist. Everybody should. Uh, so that one happened at least, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, but he didn't say anything racist. So. You know, he said something. He called somebody who he thought might be an immigrant, an immigrant, and since she might be a protected category, it then becomes it is right. Ra- he's just right. Ra- he's just racist. So oh. uh-huh. that's right. Even though if he had known, she was actually a historic for- first at that smoothie place that should have been celebrated. Was <laughs> where the um. That was a Connecticut story too, right? The sorority girls who did a racist dance. That's right. Too. The white sorority girls did the dance of the black sorority, and yes, they were in trouble as well. That's yeah. right. That's right. There's a lot of racism in Connecticut. There's it yeah, like, wow. it is or potential racism anyway. Yeah, it's the same thing. Same thing. It's all very harmful, and uh, as well, this is why one of the reasons we're getting rid of. Um, the racist Indian names in towns, even though now uh, some Indians have converged onto one of the towns and said, no, we actually like that the name just have We're us letting, keep it. We want them to but keep the, it. But the white people in Volvos and Range Rovers are like, uh, no, you can't because we just stop it. Which brings me to my TikTok doctor, Alice, my top care mm-hmm. doctor. This is a guy, an actual doctor. This is TikTok is such a service. I mean, I, I now realize that the Chinese are stealing the DNA of the country and will own us all because of it, but it's worth it. I don't care. I'm ready for the end of the country. Just nuke us. And just, just do it quickly. But here's a doctor on tip, TikTok explaining why he's doing the uh, empathetic and humane thing by giving top surgeries to girls uh, under age eighteen. Under girls. age eighteen. So I'm here to clarify and speak some truths about what's happening with China. Okay. My. <laughs> my uh, I, I'm just thankful that I'm not on a that I wasn't on a Zoom call with this guy because the length to which my eye roll uh, and probably yours. Oh God! Shut up, dude! Just shut up! Just talk about how you're historic. So I'm here to clarify and speak some truths about what's happening. I'm never going to a doctor. I'm not. Else. I don't care. <laughs> I'll take I noticed cartilage. he didn't tell us who's stolen land he's occupying right now. Yeah, I did not like that, as a matter of fact. Happening with gender-affirming care in adolescence. Nope. 
I'm not going to a doctor ever again. I'm done. Done. I'd rather just die. Just give me the panoply of cancers that obviously I have coming and just finish it. I'm not going to sit and listen to that guy with his whole thing in his vocal burn uh, talking that way with that tone. So I really think that maybe you should think about doing some chemo. No, you know what? I'm just going to walk <laughs> in front of that truck on I-93 and get and die because I'd rather do that than ever have a relationship with you. Uh, most of the bills that are going through right now aim to limit this care for people under the age of 18. And there's this false narrative that a lot of teenagers are having gender-affirming surgery. Most of the teenagers that are having surgery are getting chest surgery. There's no way! There's no way that in 2022... A medical school graduates and certifies that dude. There's no way. He's so effing stupid. There's no way. It can't be else. It can't be. And most of that is happening before 18 because these. His priority, just by the way he presents his whole personality, his priority is not medicine. Of course not. No. He's, he's an activist who's chosen medicine as his This guy is performing tool. for us. Individuals didn't have access to early enough medical treatment. So using surgery as sort of this false narrative to attack gender-affirming care as a whole is not correct. The truth is that by limiting access to medical care with some of these bills, you're actually going to cause more people to need gender-affirming surgery. One second here. Can you explain to people what I can't get past his affectation and the vocal burn? Can you explain what he's what trying he's to say? Is that the reason why he has to cut off girls' breasts is because you didn't let them get drugs soon enough to stop their breasts from ever developing in the first place? I think I'm done. <laughs> if you have any uh, points of order or action items you'd like to get to, now's the time. Uh, and and if I'll leave you alone, I won't be condescending to you. Well, I did want to briefly check in on the whole like great replacement theory stuff because that's like where um where we're going with the whole like buffalo shooter thing and all that stuff, right? Um, I'll just play these two cuts. This is uh, Wes Lowry, who's a um he's a black activist reporter who's put himself in the middle of stories before. He's a hack and a con man talking to Brian Stelter, you know him. This is our American society in, in which right. uh, white Americans are, are being told and being poisoned through uh, the internet, but also through some relatively mainstream uh, media organizations on the right being told that they're facing a demographic crisis uh, and that they have to stand up for themselves. And, well, and, and let's it, just be clear, Wes, you're talking about Tucker Carlson. You're talking about Laura Ingram. You're talking about <laughs> the biggest stars on Fox News. Listen, Vladimir Putin, I have never asked anything from you. All that I ask is you to launch every single ICBM. And you know what? I'm not even asking for much. I know that a lot of crap doesn't work well. Just destroy the East Coast, including my position right here, 42nd parallel uh, up of the, the head part of Massachusetts. Let, let's be clear. Uh, the stuff Tucker and Laura Ingram say every night, it, it, it could be written by white supremacists very often. There is a section of this manifesto uh, where the shooter starts talking about people always say diversity is strength. Uh, yeah, so they, they've they come up with this narrative about the Great Replacement Theory. Unfortunately, it's been noted by a bunch of people on the right that all the Thing, and I've said that this on this show too, that great replacement theory is something the left came up with. Mm -hmm. They said that, 
you know, due to demographic changes, the U.S. was going to become a majority minority country. Ha ha. All the old white Republicans are dying. Not enough of you are being born. Sucks to be you. We're going to have Democrats forever. Yay. Like, I mean, I was taught that in school by liberal teachers. That was like a known thing. So, you know, um, this was you know, an understood thing on the left for many, many years. So now there's like a sort of subtle shift that's occurring hmm. um, in particular on Twitter with, a, I think they might have been left on, honey. Oh, Your lights, time salt lights. Um, so there's sort of a subtle shift that's occurring where they're saying that in itself isn't great replacement theory on its own. In order for it to be great replacement theory, you have to believe that someone frequently uh jewish people are orchestrating the immigration and the change in demographics in order to change the country so the democrats will always win elections and that's racist great replacement theory just saying ha ha the u.s is going to become a majority minority country and republicans will never win an election that on its own that's not great replacement theory you have mm -hmm. to think that the jews are doing it or it's not fully great replacement theory which first of all i don't think tucker carlson has ever said that but second of all like i think it's obvious that democrats want more immigration and more people of color like isn't that like a well-known mm -hmm. thing that they push for all the time yeah. and exactly for that reason because they say explicitly it will help them win elections. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't understand. They're still pushing, quote, great replacement theory or whatever stupid thing we're calling it. Whatever it is, nobody on the right has really said anything that people on the left don't also say about it. It's really just, you know, they've managed to rub some people the wrong way with the ha-ha mm -hmm. finger pointing all you white idiots are dying off, right? By saying that they wigged some people out who were obviously psychotic people like this kid who apparently was wearing a hazmat suit to his high school during right. COVID and just generally was an threatened to shoot up his high school, all kinds right. of stuff. It also, the, he was a nut. Right. The idea of replacement theory is that it, well, the one that you're talking about is the Jews with all the power are masterminding, bringing, bringing in new people to replace the people who are here. That's the crazy conspiracy. One of the crazy conspiracies, as you just said. Right. It wouldn't make any sense to kill black Americans who probably, many of them, got here in one sense or another 400 years ago. Right. They're not replacing anybody. They have been, they were here longer than the shooter. Yeah, white people brought them here, yes, actually. Exactly. And not only that, I think that it's funny because a lot of the a lot of the anti-immigration sentiment from the working class of this country comes from people of all kinds of races who have noticed, by the way, that a lot of low-scale immigration depresses wages for domestic low-scale workers, right? People have observed this phenomenon with their own eyes. They know that it's true. And like, we know that it's true right now. We have a labor shortage and their wages are up, right? So mm -hmm. it's not, it doesn't tank the genius eggheads running the economy to notice that like if you import a bunch of cheap low skill labor that like it will depress other people's wages right correct <sighs> alright should we get to the chat chat let's get to the chat chat I shouldn't be surprised because we've heard anti-Italian sentiment on the show before uh -oh. <clears throat> uh -oh. what to talk, talk about Saugus but this else. one takes the no, cake no that's you cake. it's Cento Cento that's the name of the brand. Oh, the, not Cento. Cento. 
Shento. Sorry. Now go get your shine box. Oh my goodness. You misgendered the clam sauce? <laughs> I guess I did. Sorry. That is terrible. I apologize to Italians everywhere. I promise to do better. That is terrible. I'll do the work. I vow to go to Italian restaurants. My bike's back. <laughs> it's your bike. Hi, Somebody bike. Somebody missed me. <laughs> Hi, Alice. Hi. Aren't you happy the bike's I'm back? I'm very happy the bike's back. Hey, Tom. I completely yes. agree with you. I can't stand it when Jethro the monkey boy decides to waterboard you with sarcasm simply because you're trying to find a part for your lawnmower or your pool. It just unnerves me that people feel they need to give you the history of supply chain issues in 2022. Thank you. That's from the assault I had at the big store. Mm -hmm. This one happened to be Walmart. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'm not looking down on the guy, by the way, but seriously, it's, you know, effing just... I got no time, okay? Just do your... Just tell me you don't have it or you have it. Don't take your moment of self-indulgence. I like, hope you're like, not looking like, for water pumps. That's exactly what it is. Don't don't take your moment like Corrine St. John or whatever Jean she Pierre. is. Jean-Pierre. And like bask in your superiority in that one moment, you know? God. Hi, how's it going there, Barn Barrel? You ever notice people do impressions of me all the time? Oh my God! Come well, come well. I'm not a Harry Carey guy. I'm not a um, Will Ferrell guy. I'm not. I don't like Ferrell doing Harry Carey. I'm not into it. Harry Carey was the play-by-play guy for the Cubs. Alice, not into it. I like that he was supposedly drunk a lot while he was broadcasting. That's interesting. I like Bill Murray uh, hanging out with him, but mm, doesn't do anything for me. But not a bad, not a bad impression of Will Ferrell's impression of Harry Carey. Hey, Tom and Alice. I was just letting you know oh, I'm okay. Go. I wasn't in a, the right frame of mind uh, Sunday, so I didn't call. And um, I did just let you know I'm okay. I didn't take a handful of pills or anything. I'm alive and well. All right. Thanks. Love the show. Bye. There we go. Glad to hear from you. That is good, by the way. By the way, don't have to apologize for not being in the right frame of mind to leave a recorded message. <laughs> On a podcast, um, you know, you, you can go out and do life as well. It's, it's under, I understand. I understand. Hmm. Hey, Tom and Alice. Uh, today's bit of advice would go to Tom. Oh. Uh, there's this thing that you may have heard of that's called the Internet. Yes. Where you can actually buy things online and people bring things to your house. That may have saved you driving all over southern New Hampshire looking for your uh, lawnmower battery. On a more serious note, with regard to... Hold on one second. Let's address that first. Um, Alice diagnosed it as needing a new battery and just said it was like 40 bucks. So that's it was an audible because first I tried to jump it. And so if we ordered it, it would have taken a few days. Where we live in Massachusetts, like I said, our is, grass grows about yes, a foot a day. It, it does. needs to be mowed again now. Today, yes. I was just out there. It does. In the front is like now is going to need <laughs> a, like machetes. It is too much. The the uh, effort you're making to get formula back on the shelf. I haven't seen anybody talk about this, but many of the companies that make the protein shakes that you drink at Planet Fitness have the ability to change their lines over and do things like make formula. 
So uh, I haven't heard anybody talk about that. So just thought I'd pass that along. Thanks as no, always, guys. That they, is probably, they probably could, but the FDA, I'm sure, wouldn't allow it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Alice, I need to get ripped here. I need those protein drinks. I'm sorry, children. Drink. I'm sorry, kids, uh, toddlers, <laughs> infants. Uh, the big T dog needs to get ripped here. It's um, um, summer. I did hear Tom that bodies, a reporter summer... did get some footage of pallets of protein shakes and baby formula being dropped off at our. Driveway. That's right. Summer bodies begin in winter, Ellis. And so, mm-hmm. if I'm going to crush abs down in Tasket Beach t- this uh, uh, summer and look good, I want to be ready. Hi, Habibis. It's Les. Two stories hey. that came across my Twitter today. I'm interested what you think about those, or perhaps you've already discussed those in today's podcast. Um, first of all, that hack rag Rolling Stone uh, put out a piece that the Buffalo shooter was your run-of-the-mill white Republican, yeah. contrary to all evidence. And Jerry Callahan highlighted that, as many of us in Massachusetts do, when they put out these ridiculous, ridiculous lies we all remind them that they're the ones that put the Boston bomber flashbang on their cover as a cover mm-hmm. model and a sympathetic figure. Oh, totally. His tussled hair. They, they could, we went, mm-hmm. went on endlessly about him. Um, much in the way that that lady did that Tom did, <laughs> that Tom did like a live reading that he does for her every year on the anniversary of the Boston bomb. Oh, that's right. Kiss Jen. So that was interesting out of Rolling Stone today. And I was very glad to shove that back right up their rear ends, as many of us have been. The second thing, ironically related to a magazine cover, is that apparently Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue released their cover that had a plus-size model on it. And um, I'm wondering, (laughs) Alice, if maybe this is something you want to address on the 1570 Project with me or another guest, because it's very clear that Sports Illustrated and a bunch of these other outfits are trying to showcase the most unflattering photos of bodies in the world. Alice? So I think they're almost like doing a penance for how unwoke the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition was as a concept for so many years. Um, You know, they're trying to like get back in the good graces. Much as like a bunch of these brands are. Calvin Klein was running huge plus size models a few years ago and now they're running ads of pregnant men in their Mm -hmm. Calvins and everything else. Like anything that was about, you know, the female form and beauty and, or the male form for that matter. And, you know, traditional standards of beauty that was reinforcing things that are now considered by the left to be like toxic beauty standards or whatever. They've gone like totally completely woke. It's all, trans people terribly overweight people Mm -hmm. like it it's every like worst unhealthiest most awful lifestyle that nobody finds attractive ever and it's like complete gaslighting right it's like emperor's new clothes like you find this attractive and people are like no we don't they're like wow you're really a bigot that's incredible can't believe that you think these people aren't just as attractive as kate moss 
Right. No, and, and also it's, um, you know, they threw up Elon Musk's mothers in this edition, and so is, um, so is Kardashian. And it's fine. It's just no longer, it's no longer what the swimsuit issue was. You're going to have to face the facts. Well, and do people, so I'm wondering because, like, men used to go buy the swimsuit edition to look at right. the pictures in it. Right. I mean, like, I know that the woke people, like, celebrate that they're doing this, but are any of them going out and buying Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition to, like, No, and it's a total loser. It's a total loser. Like, it's I don't understand loser. what the marketing no. thing is. The, the, the Sports Illustrated uh, Swimsuit Issue was the clearinghouse for the most gorgeous women in the world, the best photo shoot in the world, where all the most gorgeous women would get, mm-hmm. would get shot at the beach or wherever it was, and you'd see them in bikinis. It was the top of the crop of of gorgeous women. Now, if you're throwing out women who are uh, absolutely not beautiful and, as a matter of fact, are homely and the, uh, like not good to look at, which is what they're doing now, that's fine. And telling you but, you love it. Right. But you are now servicing a tiny niche. A tiny... There's not really an audience to see... Uh, Musk's mother and Kardashian and that huge woman. There's well, not some people like the Kardashians. I know okay, you're okay, not one of okay. them, but but there's not really. Okay, maybe that's why they threw her in there. But if you have Sports Illustrated for her magazine and you have all Tom Shattuck in there, <laughs> you might find the occasional out of a million five hundred thousand Alice who actually, for some ungodly reason, finds that attractive, which is sick and. <laughs> I feel for you, Allison. I hope that your religion will lead you to the light at some point. But it's going to be a tiny niche amount of people. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. So thank you, Leslie. Very good points. All of them as usual. My goodness, my goodness, my goodness. That is the chat chat line. You can call into that by going to Tom, uh, sorry, not TomShattuck.com. You can go to BurnBarrelPodcast.com and leave a message there. There's a red button you can use to record. Also, if you like the show, uh, we would always love it if you would write us a review on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. That's supposedly helpful to the show's growth prospects. And uh, you can always find us for free, of course, on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.